Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome to Brain Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com, where smart happens. Hi, I'm Marshall Brain with today's question. How does the magnetic stripe on the back of your credit card work? The front of your credit card contains your credit card number. If you look at this number, the first digit is called the system number. The next five digits are a unique ID for your bank. The next eight digits are your actual account number with that bank. And then the final digit is a check digit for error detection. The stripe on the back of the credit card is a magnetic stripe, often called a mag stripe. The mag stripe is made up of tiny iron-based magnetic particles in a plastic-like film. Each particle you could think of as a very tiny bar magnet, about 20 millionths of an inch long. The mag stripe can be written because the tiny bar magnets can be magnetized in either a north or a south pole direction. The mag stripe on the back of the card is very similar to a short piece of cassette tape 
fastened to the back of the card. Instead of motors moving the tape so it can be read, your hand provides the motion as you swipe the card through a reader or insert it in a reader at a gas station pump. There are three tracks on that mag stripe. Each track is about a tenth of an inch or two millimeters wide. The ISO IEC standard 7811 says what will be on those tracks and it specifies that the first track holds 79 six-bit plus parity bit read-only characters. Track 2 holds 40 4-bit plus parity bit characters and track 3 holds 107 4-bit plus parity bit characters. This means that the first track can have alphabetic letters in it while the others have only numbers in them. Your credit card typically uses only tracks 1 and 2. Track 3 is a read-write track that includes an encrypted PIN, country code, currency units, and things like that, but its usage isn't standardized among banks, so it can't be used that well. The information on track 1 is contained in two formats, A, which is reserved for proprietary use of the card issuer, and B, which is standardized and includes the primary account number up to 19 characters, a country code of 3 characters, a name in alphabetic characters from 2 to 26 characters long, and then an expiration date or a separator, four characters or one character. The format of track 2 can only contain numbers, and it was developed by the banking industry as follows. The first part of it is a primary account number up to 19 characters. The second part is a country code of three characters, and then there's an expiration date or a separator of four characters or one character. There are three basic methods for determining if your card is going to be able to pay for what you're charging. In the first method, merchants with a few transactions each month do voice authentication using a touch-tone phone. They call up the card company and they can talk to a human being if they need to. The second method, which is far more common, is electronic data capture, or EDC, using MagStripe card readers like you see in stores today or on gas pumps. These terminals can either call up individually using a modem, or they can send their data to a computer system that does the checking. And then there's virtual terminal on the internet. If the card reader isn't able to accept your card, it's either because it can't read your card or because the card company has rejected it. If it can't read your card, it could be because of a dirty or scratched mag stripe or more likely an erased mag stripe. The most common causes for erased mag stripes are exposures to magnets like the small ones used to hold notes and pictures on the refrigerator or exposure to RFID readers. Do you have any ideas or suggestions for this podcast? If so, please send me an email at podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, go to HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the BrainStuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.